0: Dennis Prager here. If you have a business or a real estate dispute, I strongly recommend that you call Barack Lurie. Barack, you successfully sued a corporation only to have the principal claim it had no assets. What did you do? Dennis, we showed after the judgment there was
1: a pattern of the principal taking money out of the corporation for his own personal purposes.
0: And the outcome?
1: After examining and documenting the corporation bank statements, we showed a pattern where the principal was using the corporation as his own personal piggy bank. We were able to show that he personally had a lot of money and should be the real defendant. He thought he could get away with everything by hiding behind the skirts of the corporation,
0: but now he's personally liable. I'll say, another success. I trust Barack Lurie with my own legalities. Call him at 866-575-8111. That's 866-575-8111. Fighting for what's right, Barack Lurie at Lurie & Seltzer. 866-575-8111. And now, listen to The Barack Lurie Show Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. here on AM870, The Answer.
1: Is the Brock Glory Podcast with me and my good friend and producer, Ari David, always a pleasure. So, look, one of the things that uh, we don't realize is a slow moving train, actually, I should say it's a fast moving train, is the transgender movement. Now, I know we've spoken about this a couple of weeks ago, uh, but we, we talked about it in a different context. Today, I want to talk about the transgender issue, not in the, in the sense of how it reveals a microcosm of all things liberal, which it does, um, but I want to talk in the context of, of how transgenderism and, and really what, what it is, is the fight to use a, a toilet. The, the woman's room, that's, that's what it's about. Woman's locker room and a woman's restroom. That's the ultimate test, because that's all it is. Right? When, when you think about it, I mean, what, what other context are transgender rights really imperative? That, um, I don't know, they should get a job, I suppose. That, that's, that's one thing, right? But no one's really kind of focusing on that. Um, people may have a feeling like they're a woman, but doesn't necessarily mean that they're being fired right and left. And if they are, well, then let's see some examples of that. You know, the one out of 35,000 people that suffer from this condition, let's, let's see that as an example. But the the real fight, then, is that they want to be able to use a a woman's restroom and a locker room. Plain and simple. Let's let's face that. And we talked about how shallow that that thinking is. We talked about how this reveals liberal thinking at at large, because we can immediately see the consequences just by thinking about it in our heads. We don't have to wait for it to actually happen, right? To to prove our point, like we said, about minimum wage and, and high taxes and so on, and how destructive that might be to the economy, right? That might take years to show. But here, it's very simple. You, you, you don't, if you're a woman, you know exactly what we're talking about. You don't want a, a man, no matter what his orientation is, no matter what his, uh, his self-identification is, you just don't want him in there. Okay. And by the way, not all transgender men are gay. Right? They may feel like a woman, but they still ha- desire a woman from a sexual point of view.
2: Right. From their very own mouths to God ears and Barbara Walters, they say, and I have no reason to dispute them, and you don't either, that transgenderism has nothing to do with sexual orientation.
1: Right. I've heard that. And let's take them at their word then. Okay, So if that's the case, and if you feel like a woman, you go to a woman's locker room, and, and you uh, see a, a naked woman Well, then I'll tell you, you know, from an attractive naked naked woman at least I'll tell you from my point of view, well, that's very arousing And so, and a, and a woman should know that too And it's very discomforting It's weird, all of it's weird And by the way, this transgendered um, man Who thinks he's a woman, right Well, he's in the locker room And ostensibly he's there to, to work out and uh, to play volleyball or whatever it might be So he's unclothed too It's not as if he's dressing like a woman right? It's not as if he just goes around with a wig And wearing a woman's clothing He doesn't have to do that On the contrary, at some point he's naked too So There's a, a woman seeing a man Walking around, just bare naked And she can't tell whether he's transgendered or not And she doesn't care She simply sees a naked man in front of her What is she supposed to think?
2: And also, and it is a very important distinction. Transgenderism does not mean what it used to. It used to be um, cross-dressers like La Fall or um, guys like Dr. Renee Richards or something. Right. Now, with the current state of critical theory activating here, it's if you feel like a woman. You could be dressed like you. You could be dressed like me. Man only. Right. But I felt like it. It's just an excuse.
1: Right. So... There are so many permutations about this. The first one I want to talk about is how how crazy this is. Okay, it's really just I, the fact that people are actually talking about this. It, it's as if. Uh, we're living in some sort of farcical land from from like airplane or The Simpsons or the naked gun a world which doesn't make sense and it's very funny to, to listen to it but it's just it would never happen in real life but it's happening in real life it's just too absurd I'd say it's like a, a you know an, an issue from the, the the satirical magazine the onion but it's even more than that it's they're treating it very seriously and they're they're looking at you as if you're a an oppressor if you do not Support what they want to do And they expect you to jump And you know hoop and holler for them Just the same way you, you may have Hooped and hollered for gay marriage And I gotta tell you I think very few people are gonna be doing that I, I know many of my Liberal friends who, who were very supportive of same-sex Marriage who uh, say What the frig is this all about And I think As I told a couple of my liberal friends I think is this the line too far Because there's got to be a line too far at some point.
2: Well, we thought gay marriage was that line eight or nine years ago. From eight or nine years ago, the idea was completely preposterous. Right. And to you and I, it still is preposterous, although it's become, you know, a de facto reality.
1: I know, but at some point, you see, the numbers have to play out. You think, but
2: you can never never underestimate the power of media and cultural propaganda.
1: I understand, but... You know, it's very easy to, let's say, have a, a gay parade, right, where you have a sufficient number of people who are, you know, lying the streets and talking about gay pride and such like that. And, and every one of them can be gay with, you know, a couple of people supporting them, I suppose. But every one of them could be gay. Um, and, and, and there you go. And they're demanding the rights and so on. Um, but when it comes to, to the transgender community, I mean, this is one out of 35,000, not, you know, six out of 10 uh, people. It, this is a, a vastly smaller percentage of the population. How do you get all those people? I mean, I dare say that there are fewer transgenders than there are black Republicans. Yeah, yeah. I went that far. Whoa. Yeah. Just to give you perspective.
2: That's that's scary. That's pretty wild, huh? Yeah.
1: Right. So, now, and and Jewish Republicans too. Anyway.
2: I was thinking that's as rare a Jew, as a Jewish guy at a really good country club.
1: <laughs> okay. Or a yacht race. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Eating mayonnaise or whatever. <laughs> we get we get silly here on the Brecklery podcast, but okay. So it's so rare. So how do you get all these people? But that's another story. Okay, it's just but it's it's just such an absurd story, because unlike the gay marriage debate, because the gay marriage debate you can say, you know, and they did say, "What well, does it hurt you? We're not hurting anyone. No one's, uh, you know, society's crumbling. In fact." Neither of us said, for example, that gosh, if you allow gay marriage, there's gonna be rampant rape associated with that, right? I mean, you know, we we have other issues with it, but we didn't say this is going to lead to you know horrific opportunistic sexual crime. And and whatever consequences we did we did say about gay marriage, you know. We're not going to see it necessarily It's going to take years to come And there may be some intellectual discussions about it Like, what's next? We talked about polygamy Uh, Will that be the next frontier? What's next? Incest Is that going to be the next frontier? Those are the consequential things That are beginning to play out a little bit But not immediately By contrast The whole transgender issue Is immediate, for one thing And the consequences are sexual In nature
2: and criminal. And criminal. Not civil. Like right. a bakery or a florist. Criminal.
1: Right. This is not to say, of course, that all transgenders are going to be active in, in criminal conduct. What it is to say is that most of the people that are male going into a female locker room, guess what, are not going to be actual transgendered people who have no desires, uh, you know, to, to commit criminal activity. No, most of them will, in fact...
2: open season for pedophiles. Right. That's the issue.
1: Pedophiles and and weirdos and looky-loos And people who are just trying to get the rocks off Okay, that's what's going to happen Let's let's be smart about this Let's be wise about this And figure this out, like right now Before we actually go through the process And before we understand uh, Before we witness all the rapes that are about to happen Okay and if it's not rapes, then it will be inappropriate touchings. And if it's not inappropriate touchings, then it will be, you know, leering.
2: And one other quick point about this is when the problems, the criminal problems arise, you and I know liberalism way too well. We know the solution won't be the obvious thing. How about we go back to the way it was? Instead, all sorts of Dracodian things that will invade our bathrooms will be put in place that will make us even more uncomfortable. Well... I guess we're gonna need bathroom police. I guess we're gonna need cameras in bathrooms. I guess we're gonna need sensors in bathrooms. All this 1984 Orwellian stuff that you can't
1: even imagine. Yeah, you what know what? That's these a very good point. People would consider doing. That's a very good point. I think that will be the solu- the solution because the the alternative solution, you know, you know what? The equivalent of going back to the gay marriage thing. The the argument that those who are opposed to same-sex marriage said, listen, why don't we just agree to have the um, the, the civil partnership, union. civil unions? That's what it is, and and they'll have exactly the same rights. It just won't be called a marriage, but for all purposes in every other respect, they they're fully married and they yeah, can divorce. Yeah, you divorced. can say you're married, yes, yeah.
2: it isn't a marriage, yeah, but call yourselves whatever you want.
1: Yeah, kind of thing. but it'll be civil union. So so the equivalent of that will be. Well listen, we will make a separate bathroom A third bathroom For any transgendered person And they get to be there They'll feel comfortable being there They'll be with other people Or you know, any man, any woman any, any person who feels like a man or woman of the opposite sex Go for it Right? You would think that's a, that's a good solution And some universities are doing that now Here and there But it, it won't be good enough At the end of the day, just like the civil union wasn't good enough They'll say no I don't want to feel ostracized. I don't want to have to go to this third tier separate but equal crap.
2: Equal protection under right.
1: the law. Yeah. And so I should be able to go to a, a the locker room that where I feel for these 5 minutes to be a woman I get to, to go there. That's what they'll say. And that's what they are saying. Okay, no one's offering up this this compromise that we just talked about. You know, no one's saying in the in the in the recent parades and demonstrations, you know, we demand a third bathroom. You know, no one, no, no one said that. They just said, "No, we want to go into wherever we want and well, please, All right?" So, so what's really going on here? What's really going on here, of course, is the utter um, evisceration of distinctions, and the most important distinction, ultimately, being the distinction between men and women. It, it, it really, when you boil it down, it, it, it's probably one of the most important distinctions, maybe a, a, a better distinction, I should say, in terms of living. Uh, creatures is between humans and animals You can talk about other distinctions like Holy and unholy, good and evil of course But I'm talking about Classic distinctions that we all face In our daily lives right? We may not even, may not even have a distinction between Humans and animals, but we do have Distinctions that we face every day Men versus women And that's okay And uh, you know We've talked before how I don't want to be thrust into a world where A woman comes into a male bathroom. I I don't want to see her relieve herself. I don't want to hear it, and I don't want to smell it. I don't want any of those things. And you uh, likewise don't want her seeing you, hearing you, smelling you. Yeah, I presume presume the same about them, and not only that, but I would would presume even more so that you know women are much more um, uh, prone to wanted to keep a pristine appearance about themselves. We men, uh, we don't care if, if, you know, if you and I burp right now, you know, it's not not the end of the earth. I don't think less of you.
2: How dare you for even suggesting it?
1: Right. But if a woman burps, it's considered, you know, not womanly-like and, and all that stuff. It's embarrassing for her a little bit more so than it would be for a man. Whether that's fair or not, that's not, not, not we're not getting into that. I'm simply saying women are just much more conscientious about the way they appear and the way um, their mannerisms and the things they do. So, can you imagine a woman going into the bathroom? Now there's a man that she knows is a coworker, and she's, uh, you know, relieving herself. And there are certain things that go along with that. It's like yuck. You don't want you don't want him to see that. For that matter, maybe you have a crush on him. I, I don't know. It's it's the whole thing is so stupid and so vile, and 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 that's that's the innocuous part of the. Um, uh, the, the, not the rejection of it, but the objection, objection to it. That's the innocuous part of it. Like oh, let's not see each other you know, relieving ourselves. okay? No one's getting hurt yeah, in the let's process wrap the
2: privacy. and
1: yeah, it's just it, it just kind of diminishes um, the, 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 the romantic differences that we keep, the the mystery. okay? But that, there's no crime involved in that, right? But people always forget about the locker rooms. And the bathrooms for that matter A lot of crime is committed in bathrooms And lockers I mean there there, there are lockers uh, Sorry, there are keys for men and women For the women's bathroom And in my office right now I, I have, you know, the landlord gives us Keys for the women's room And not for the men's room And why? Because they understand that um, if a woman
2: if, if, is in there Vulnerable right. And alone She doesn't want someone Who's not a key holder Authorized to enter Exactly entering.
1: It gives her the sense of protection it, It's never 100% of course A man could acquire a key somehow But it, nevertheless it, it puts up some sort of front Where she feels a little bit more secure In that bathroom And likewise in the locker room You've got to have the same sense of security How You see here, Here's the thing I can understand A man blinding himself To the realities of this. Maybe he doesn't have a sister or a mother or a daughter or female friend, for that matter, to commiserate with, uh, to to think about, um, or to empathize with that she might be vulnerable in a locker room, right? I I understand that in a kind of contextual way, but I can't imagine any woman being supportive of this. Why would they—don't you realize you're inviting danger? Into the locker room and to the bathroom, and and that's why I'm thinking like unlike the gay, the gay marriage debate, unlike that, I think you'll have half the population at least if they're honest with themselves, even to the slightest degree, will say, I don't know if I like this. You know, the other half, the men, will say that's yeah, cool. I don't care if I if, if they come into my bathroom or I go into their bathroom, you know, if they, if they totally just forget about the, the danger aspect of it. But that's the weird thing as well. So it, 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 the whole thing, to go back to that, is, is weird. And here's what I want to get to. The, the, the rapidity, the, the, the incredible speed with which we're going from one social change to the next. I mean, we just finished the gay marriage debate, right? They, they just won, those who supported gay marriage. In fact, we're still kind of cleaning up the, the confetti from the ticker tape parade that was going on, right? Yeah, you think they take a breath? Yeah just, take, just give us five minutes so that we can, we can get up from the sucker punch that we just experienced, right? I mean please just, just give us that, okay? Even in a boxing ring, you know they, they let the guy get up. I mean, and if he's down on the floor for 10 seconds, well, then they give him 10 seconds. They don't let the, the, the opponent continue to pound him. But this is what they're doing. And it's like, you know, we joked before about pace yourself, man. I mean, right? (laughs) Please just don't go racing into the next issue. Yeah, at the party, you don't have to drink all the liquor at once here. Not all at once, right? But we were joking around about that uh, a long time ago about, you know, can we just maybe pace ourselves? You know, first you, you go for the greater rights in the workplace as a gay person. Then you go for the right to be recognized as a couple. Then you go for the right to... Um, you know, have uh, have a child at some point and maybe to co-parent that child. Then you go for the right. I mean, it's sl- slowly, over maybe 10 years each, you know, does it have to be so liquid split? So then then the world got, or the, the Supreme Court announced that gay marriage, the, the law of the land, you can't deny it. It's like somehow it's a constitutional right. Fine. So big parade, you know, everyone laughed and cried and they thought it was so wonderful and, and great and now it's not even a now it's not even a debate in the in the recent political uh, fight out there either, whether, whether in the Democratic uh, side or the Republican side. Have you heard anyone talk about uh, gay marriage?
2: Yeah. No. Ironically, the two old coots who are running in the Democrat side have a long history of being against gay marriage for ninety percent of their
1: political career. Yeah. Well, there you go. Ironically. But, but it's not. See, but now the issue has been decided, so right. to speak. Now you would think the same thing about abortion but, Because that, that issue was decided too But it's, it's, fight, it's being fought anyway And thank goodness it's being fought But they, they talk about abortion They don't talk about gay marriage Now, the point that I'm trying to make Is that it's so rapid this, this, they, they, they just finished up the gay marriage debate And they go right into When I say they, I mean the liberal movement The progressives right? It's not, they're not all the same people, I get that But the progressive movement Moves to this next issue, du jour.
2: Yeah, it's not like conspiracy where they meet in back rooms and conference calls, although some do. It's an aggregate right plan that right. moves on to the next thing. They're right. always looking to attain that next ground to right. devour the next victim as a shark.
1: Well, you say the word devour, and I like that because I was about to say, as we say on the Bruckler podcast, the progressive monster is a hungry monster, and it just has to keep eating. And and once this transgender thing is resolved one way or the other, they're going to move on to the next, and God knows what that is. Uh, you know, somebody came up with a, a, uh, the next one, and it was so bizarre to me, and I thought, uh, you know what? I think he's right, and I wish I could remember. Do you, have, do you remember what it was? I
2: believe I'm the person, and I was actually going to drop the bomb again on it. Okay, tell I me. Because I see where this is going, and I told you here on the Brock Lurie podcast months ago, and you gave me that, oh, Ari, you're crazy again, look, and Penny Alfonso, our mutual fan, will <laughs> remember this because she listens to everything. Love you, Penny. Uh, I told you the legalization of um, pedophilia is coming. And this transgender bathroom thing opens is, the door to that. Is the open door to that. That is. This is the on ramp onto that highway because you are now not going to be able to prosecute men who do things to little girls or little boys in bathrooms now because they will then claim their victim holy status of being part of this trans polymorphic... Right,
1: right. right. I think what's going to happen, I I don't really disagree with you. I think there'll still be a concept of rape for involuntary sexual encounter, of course. But when it comes to... um, the whole notion of um, statutory rape i think you're going to start seeing that being decreased over time meaning that if if the statutory age of consent is uh, is 18 in one state it'll go down to 16 if it's 16 in another state it'll go down to 14 and so on yeah but it, you're it'll get, it'll get to the hold on I, I, i'm with you on this. no I, I understand what you're saying i understand
2: well there's one other point i, I want to make the, about it which is don't think in terms of an actual violent rape of forced penetration or anything like that, not to be not family friendly, but just imagine some guy going into a bathroom and uh, <coughs> uh, handling his business himself in a sexual manner in a right. stall. Right. How will a victim who sees him open stall doing this be able to run to the police, go get them, and then, then the guy will be able to claim his victim status? It's now de facto legalized.
1: Right, he's just expressing himself sexually. What's the difference? You know, by, by golly you know what? Um, people do it in porn, so porn is legal. It's a, it's, a, it, I'm expressing myself. That's he'll right. say, right? It's, uh, you know, n- not just with words, but with uh, some sort of sexual um, viewpoint.
2: I felt like a woman and I had a hot flash, <laughs> literally. I,
1: I understand, but let, let, let me, let me, because I really want to move on right. to the, the the speed quality of it. Okay, so it might be pedophilia. It might be. It it might be polygamy. It might be uh, incest. I I don't know that it'll be incest, but you know what? Frankly, there are more people desirous of incest than there are transgendered people. So I don't know. I mean, all those people that said we were so crazy to predict that gay marriage would lead to the uh, legalization of marriage uh, for many women, for example, and polygamy it would open up that door, and uh, incest for them, and it would open up that door too. They all rejected us and mocked us on the same grounds. They would say, "Listen, that's such a small proportion of society. That's so ridiculous. It's not meaningful." Well, well, it's a lot. It's a lot more than the number of transgendered people who want to use uh, the other, the opposite sex's bathroom. Yeah, the a the, lot less, yeah, a lot, right. and that is. I mean, so that already demolishes their argument, right? So why wouldn't it be polygamy and incest? And 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 I think you're right. I think in terms of the sexualization of children, I mean, I, I remember reading. Um, I guess it was required reading, *Brave New World*, in high school, and I remember in the the first part of it, they were trying to show, and it was the, these this girl was complaining, a school school age girl, she was probably nine or so, complaining about. Um, how her uh, schoolyard friend uh, boy was not cooperating in a sexual activity, and th- that this, she was complaining to the teacher, and the teacher was like frustrated and and talked to the boy, and said, you know, now you need you let her, you, you need to let her play. She needs to express herself with your body, and you need to you know join in the fray. Now I thought that was so ridiculous that would never happen and such, but what might happen is this notion that. The children, you know, frankly, they, they deserve to enjoy the benefits of sex just like ad, adults do. And what's so wrong about that? And someone will, will make the argument, as the argument was made in the People versus Larry Flint, uh, when, when the Larry Flint character says, we show such violence, and he shows in the background all these horrific things that are going on in wartime and such, but when we see a picture of two people making love, we're so somehow so offended. And, you know, he tries to make this, this uh, dichotomy, this juxtaposition of horrific war and violence on the one hand and beautiful sex on the other. What's wrong with that? And, and, and we, have, we should have everything backwards. We should do the exact opposite. People will start thinking like that. They'll say, you know, make love not war, right? Um, war is horrible. We should focus on love. And uh, let's get the children to appreciate The great joy of love, too.
2: As early as possible? Yeah. Maybe it will prevent war?
1: Yeah, and studies will show, studies will show that, you know, young boys and young girls, they have sexual feelings. Uh, They do. It's true. I mean, that's what puberty is all about, right? I mean, that's the first thing that they start noticing. They start noticing each other really aggressively. Their hormones go wild.
2: And forget puberty and the attraction children touch themselves in their intimate places themselves and they discover it feels good. So why do we discourage this?
1: Seriously? You're right. Yeah. Everything should be, everything's good. Everything is good. All those feelings are good and you should not restrain yourself because, you know, after all, you know, a man who feels like a woman should be able to go into a woman's locker room at the end of the day. Right? So this is, this is, I can see how that argument will kind of coalesce, but whatever it is, my friends, it's, Let's say the transgender thing is resolved. Everyone has to... The, the very notion of a single-sex locker room or bathroom is not only offensive, but it's unconstitutional. Okay? Let's just, let's just say they, they, they ultimately get that.
2: Yeah, the, the singular point of singularity. Right. One locker room, one bathroom, one people.
1: There you go. And you know, who are you to say no to that? Okay. That it's old-fashioned to think otherwise. Okay, so then they have their ticker tape parade, just like the gay marriage parade. Okay, we're all cleaning up the, the, the confetti from the ticker tape parade again, thinking, "Wow, what happened?"
2: Yeah, half <laughs> and, the public bathrooms are being torn out across the land. Whatever it is. Facility.
1: Okay, and now they come up with a new issue, the new thing, because there will be, and and I make two predictions. One is, it'll be far more bizarre than we ever imagined, and it will happen far more fast than we ever imagined.
2: Kind of like uh, Newton's or Einstein's law that an object that's accelerating exponentially accelerates exponentially. Yeah, I guess time.
1: so. Yeah. Well, it's 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 like a, yeah, I guess so. You can you can make that argument. But look, um the, the there's an expression in the Torah which is that good begets good, and evil begets more evil. It's it's pretty basic, right? I mean, it's you, you think. Well, I, I think it's basic, but a lot of people don't understand that, because I, I was talking to my rabbi, uh, a Kabbalist rabbi who knows this stuff inside and out, and I, enjoy it. and I, and I wondered aloud with him, and I said, well, how is this possible? That it just gets more and more absurd. As we, as we go through these social issues, you know the, you know you could say that the. The, 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 the recognition of male couples and female couples just to live and cohabitate with each other, well, that's, you know, that's fine. Um, you can say that them raising kids, well, that's fine too. Um, you can say, and then it just gets more and more absurd that they're married. Never mind that it's never happened in the history of humankind before. Never mind that it was, it was never even raised as an issue before, like slavery, for example, had been raised as an issue before. And to to be fought against Never mind those things And then it just gets more and more absurd, doesn't it? And now here we are with the, the ultimate absurdity That a man should be able, at his decision, at his whim To go into a woman's locker room If he feels like it or if he doesn't even feel like it You know, because no one's going to be able to enforce it, right? So he just feels for that 30 seconds that he goes in there And he says, you can't touch me, don't even bother don't even—you can't arrest me. I'm doing—I'm living by my, my legal and constitutional and biological rights. Don't, don't interfere with me. And it's so absurd. And so I, I asked him, how is this happening? How is it that people can so easily blind themselves to this madness and, and go along with this program? And he was smiling as I was speaking because he already knew the answer. He said, evil begets evil. Uh, bizarre, uh, immoral, immoral behavior leads to more immoral behavior. More bizarre. More And, and, and more bizarre. More bizarre,
2: more immoral yeah. behavior.
1: And they will look at you like you're the crazy person. Let me finish off this segment with a little tale that my mom once told me. And I, I just loved it. And I, I didn't realize when she told me how it would resonate for the rest of my life. She tells me of a king who ruled over a kingdom. He was a very beloved king. Everyone appreciated his great rule, he was fair. He communicated with his people all the time. Now the people, they had their own well, the water well. And the king, well he was the king so he had his own separate water well. One day, the well of the people got tainted and it made them crazy. They were speaking crazy they, they said the stupidest and craziest things And the king Trying to speak to them In the normal way that he did uh, You know, didn't understand a word That they were saying Didn't understand why, they were do- why were these people acting so crazy He just couldn't get it And he would say My people, uh, let's talk about You know, the harvest And how we can do it And they would laugh at him And they would just pull down their pants And show their tushies and everything Crazy stuff And day after day, this would happen. Week after week, this would happen. And everyone in the town went crazy. To the point that everyone was crazy. So what did he do? He went to the people's water and drank it himself. So that he could become like one of his people. And then they understood each other again. And this is what's going on today. These people who focus on the transgender issue and say that a man must be able to go into a woman's locker room will look at you who defy them and say, that's ridiculous. They'll look at you like you're the crazy person. They'll expect you to drink their water. And I dare say, don't give in to the temptation. It can only lead to more bizarre behavior and more evil.
0: I'm Baruch don't go away, we'll be right back. Dennis Prager here. If you have a business or real estate dispute, I strongly recommend that you call Barack Lurie. Barack, your client loaned $100,000 to a former business partner to use to flip properties, but the former partner used the money to pay off his own personal debts.
1: Yeah, Dennis, the challenge here was that the defendant claimed to not have any money. Even his own lawyer claimed the defendant wasn't paying him.
0: So how did you resolve it?
1: Well, we put his money where his mouth was, asking, why don't you just agree to stipulate to a judgment? That would save our client and his Tens of thousands of dollars pursuing this matter in court. Now my client has a judgment as though he had gone to trial and won.
0: Well, that's another real success. Folks, I trust Barack Lurie with my own legalities. Call him at 866-575-8111. That's 866-575-8111. Fighting for what's right, Barack Lurie at Lurie and Seltzer. 866-575-8111. And now listen to The Barack Lurie Show Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. here on AM 870. The Answer.
1: about transgender issues and certainly they're coming to play and it just strikes us as just so odd. It's so brazenly odd and for, for, for that matter, dangerous. We are entering into extremely dangerous territory. And I, and I just worry aloud, are we all going crazy? I mean, at my law firm, we, we have a saying, right? We, we say cheaters always cheat, liars always lie, lazy people are always lazy, mean people are always mean. And crazy well, it's always crazy. And if you see society as a personality, where there is a crazy decision like that, where there's an opening to transgender, uh, to anybody walking, going to anybody else's bathroom, regardless of their gender, don't be so surprised when other crazy things start happening as well. Even if you are for this, you may very well find that the the world's underneath you is starting to seems will be seeming to give way all those things that you thought were structurally meaningful and and the, the things that you took for granted i mean little things and big things but uh, things like driving on the right side of the road right why, why why can't i drive on the left side of the road it's sometimes it's wide open right and if i'm just you know careful enough well, sir, you can't do that because the expectation of the other drivers is that you drive on the right side. Ah, you know, so what? The expectation of women is that a man will not be in their locker room. You know, so here we are. But I'm not saying that that will be the natural result. Of course, the the right and left issue. I don't expect that. I do expect more crazy things in the sexual arena, and and you and I were exploring that before with the possibility that. They're going to start sexualizing children more.
2: Yeah, not exploring it with each other. Yeah. Just, on, oh, I agree. Exploring it verbally, talking about it. You're right, right. right. <laughs> oh, yeah,
1: no, I understand. Yeah, that's a good point. We're exploring verbally. Jeez. <laughs> <Right>. oh, <laughs> All right. It's, it's so monstrous, monstrous, the very idea. I, I don't know if there's really a greater crime. I must say, I murder is horrific, of course. Uh, rape is, of course, horrific. But pedophilia, uh, the actual sexual penetration of a child, I, I I really do hope there's a very special place in hell for those people. I, I I whatever torture can be befall them, I'm good with it. Okay, and and you can say all day long, as a couple of people, uh, liberal friends of mine have said, well that's this is their inclination for whatever reason maybe they were molested as a child too and now they have this this urge. You know you can't fault them for them Yes I can
2: Don't make it right
1: It Don't make it right for one thing and I, and I fault an alcoholic who drives under the influence Right I fault him And frankly if you're an alcoholic and you can't control yourself And you're a wife beater because of your alcoholism I, I friggin fault you Don't drink the friggin alcohol Find a way to stop drinking it And be done
2: yeah, okay? this is not a judgment-free zone. We still have the freedom
1: we, we, to yeah, judge. Yeah, we do. We stuff. do. And look, we we all have to conquer ourselves one way or the other. For me, I don't have an alcohol problem. Thank goodness. For me, I don't have uh, very much of an addiction problem, other than my, my love for my wife. I'm addicted to loving her, I guess. Right? Or uh, or or midnight snacking. Okay, that's my addiction. I can't. I need to get a control of it. But at least I'm not endangering anyone but myself in the process. And this this is something. That, um, that this notion of giving into your desires, that it, it, it seems to be running rampant in our society, that anything goes with your feelings. Anyway, I, I want to wrap up the whole uh, area and then kind of move on to a, an interesting new area. And, and But the, the, the wrapping up is we saw a Facebook posting that no doubt the poster, the person who posted that, uh, made the posting, thought it was going to be spread far and, uh, and wide in a um, an appreciative manner. What was it? It was a picture of a teenage boy, and he had a T-shirt on, and the T-shirt said, my genitals do not define my gender. Okay. So, <laughs> so quickly... I'm
2: restraining my laughter. Yes, right. Let's see if you can.
1: Okay, but it, it went around the, the Facebook uh, posting, and, and it rather... N- and I'm, I'm actually pleased to report this, because it means that there's still some sanity in the world, right? So rather than the uh, accolades that he expected to get, where people say, "Right on, it's time for transgenders to be recognized in the same way as the sexual, uh, the, the homosexual community was," and so on, he didn't get that. <laughs> Instead, he's they got many parallels, like um, you know, you know, people saying, well, "Of course it does. That, that's the ultimate thing." So. Uh, I, I got other things that i heard and i like lucky like to chime in too my my height does not define how tall i am <laughs> yes it does right my my skin color d- doesn't define you know what race i belong to yes it does
2: right my cowardice doesn't limit my bravery right exactly yes it
1: does <laughs> yes, it does that's right <laughs> oh my gosh it's i mean it's like uh, i mean my my i i mean i can keep on going with this it's it, it's just right <laughs> that it's a whole hour-long it's show in hour long thing. It's an hour long thing. Yeah. I, I mean I just you open
2: that up on a Sunday show to callers to say have at.
1: Come on. Right. No no let's do it right here right now. I mean it's, sure? it's, yeah yeah I, okay. I think we have some fun with this. So uh okay my my weight does not determine my fatness or my 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 slimness. Uh whether I or not I have a law license does not define whether I should be a lawyer. Right? The the fact that I didn't go to medical school should not define that I that I, I whether I'm a doctor or not. How about that, right? Or how about uh, okay? My my crimes don't define my criminality. How about that, right?
2: My uh, actions don't define my reputation.
1: There you go. Right. My conduct. Yeah. Exactly. My my. How about this? My lies don't define my honesty. <laughs> right? my, my body odor does not define my hygiene. <laughs> That's right. My lack of teeth does not define, you know, uh, my, my dental hygiene or whatever. Uh, the orifice in which my genitals find themselves does not define my sexual orientation <laughs> oh man
2: my prison record does not define
1: my convictions <laughs> that's right i'm i'm more than that <laughs> All right, so it's 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 just so absurd. I mean, and and these are things that no doubt everyone started ripping apart. It was just so funny, and one day they'll look back and they'll look at these Facebook postings and they'll say, "Wow, look at the the horrible way, and the attitude that people had toward these these transgendered people and and how abusive they were to them. Look how mocked they were. They'll treat it as in the same way that people used to, you know, refer to." Uh, African-American people using the N-word Back in the 1800s and such No, it's not the same thing Okay, this is This is a crazy world, okay And, and look, you can feel whatever you want to feel. feel If you're a woman and you feel like a man Man, feel like a woman Have at it, just don't impose it on me Don't expect me to turn My, my entire world upside down So that you could feel better Okay, the, the reality is We all have these issues All of us Right? There's, I'm Jewish, right? And I don't expect that every restaurant uh, suddenly deliver uh, me kosher food every time I, I order something. Everything around me needs to be kosher. How's that? Right? Or, uh, you know, I, I, I try to observe Shabbat. Let's say I'm a, an Orthodox Jew and I, and I observe Shabbat completely, which means no driving and such like that. Do I get to say that I'm offended by every driver that drives on Saturday?
2: Well, you can say it.
1: You're free to say it, but are you free to do something? No, you're right. It? But but it's right. It, 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 it offends me, yes. and therefore, because it offends me, you must stop driving on Saturday. Yes, all I right. must. I can. Uh, I'm
2: now allowed to impose my Shabbat obsession upon all right. of you. Right. And God wants it.
1: Yeah. Well, you, th- you think it's crazy because you know there's a lot of, you know, there, there are in Israel there are many buildings out of respect. It's not. It's not mandated, by the way, but out of respect, a lot of um, buildings. Hospitals and such—they have a Shabbat elevator. What does that mean? It means that the elevator stops on every floor, so that the person entering into the elevator who is observant for Shabbat doesn't have to press a button. Okay? That's the, thats one of the ideas, the commandments of you know—you don't start a fire. And pressing the button, well, that might be constituted as starting a fire. But but can you imagine you know us demanding that not only. Um, There'd be one elevator bank that does it, but that all of the elevator banks must be so. In that, an eighty-story building. Yeah, and and by the way, yeah, in an eighty-story story building that needs to be totally retrofitted as a result, right? And by the way, there are a hell of a lot more Jews in this country. We're two out of hundred, okay, one out of fifty, if you like. Compared that to the one out of thirty-five thousand, and and they get the ones the, to be the ones who demand uh, that the entire society revolves around them. You see, when it's sexual in nature, Ari, that's when they get to demand you to change you your entire way of thinking, okay? When it's other things, not so important, right? So it, but it's all based upon feelings, everything. And, and it kind of dawned on me last night,
2: well, it's it's based on the minority's feelings. They don't give a damn about those the of us who are yeah. gonna have our feelings imposed upon.
1: Right. It's, and and it, most it,
2: of they, us will be imposed upon. Right. They care about the feelings of the imposer.
1: Right. Anyway, it dawned on me last night, and this is actually very much in line with what you just said, it dawned on me that you know, all this all these discussions of First Amendment issues, right, where the there's the cross on Mount Soledad and there's this and that cross and you can't have the Ten Commandments being displayed in this courthouse and and you shouldn't say the Pledge of Allegiance so long as it has the under God thing, and all those you know, things that cause separation of church and state. What, what do they really say? They don't say it's separation of church and state. That's not their main reason. The main reason is listen, not all of us are Christian. And they, uh, therefore, this, it, it makes people who are not Christian feel very uncomfortable and unwelcome in Los Angeles, for example. Okay? Never mind the irony that Los Angeles means the angels. Right, which is obviously a a Christian name, or Santa Cruz or San Jose and all those things. Yeah, St.
2: Monica, St.
1: Barbara. It it, it just goes on and on, right? San Francisco. Um, But putting that aside, they they want you to take down these crosses, these emblems of Christianity, mostly Christianity, on the grounds that it, it, it makes other people feel or that it could make them feel unwanted. So this is the same thing, isn't it? Because... Somebody might feel unwelcome Well, you have to just, you know, take it all down And likewise, because somebody might feel unwelcome in a man's bathroom And he'd rather go into a woman's bathroom Well, then, all you women have to suffer, right? I mean, and you take out the joy in life I mean, Dennis Prager brings that very well He says, look, you know, you want to take down all the crosses and such Will we, will we you know, continue to live? Yeah, absolutely Will be fun? Not as much
2: and you just hit on such an important point you started off talking about how the sexualization of children destroys their innocence well that those rare time in someone's life when they're an innocent child is the time they have the opportunity to feel the greatest joy so here come these wonderful sensitive liberals just pissing on every child's parade wrecking their innocent party to impose the sexualization, which is a pleasure, those of us who have lost our innocence to adulthood can savor. Yeah, but not as a, a, a returned innocence. It's a, just a pleasure that our, our age has given us the capabilities to handle emotionally and physically.
1: Right. We, we are, you but, know, it, it, they're it, it's they're stealing a, it
2: from the kids. Of course they are. Us. Of
1: course they are. No, it's it's a it's a destruction of the biologically obvious. Right. You yes. cannot. Tell me, and we all have this instinct. That that's that, that's a nice thing. We adults, even a, a gang member, looking a little child, knows instinctively, not to try to encourage that kid to take drugs, right? He might he might find that in a twenty three year old, you know, punk, uh, because at that point he's not innocent anymore. But you know, a nine year old boy, you know, unless they're a pedophile and all that stuff. But let's put that aside for for the moment. Even a gang member seems to understand, leave the children alone. Okay? And the reason for that is they they understand that there's they're walking around in a in a in a different universe, an innocent universe where, you know, things just kind of appear and and isn't that nice and and everyone says hello to each other. And it's all about being nice to each other. And for some reason we we all seem to understand. Give the kid a, a, a friggin chance to have a decent life. That's that's why we all do it. And that's a very nice thing about us collectively. I'm not talking about the, the wackos out there. But collectively, the normal people out there, they seem to understand that. But there'll be people who are not normal who will insist that children be treated as little adults and that they have the same sexual feelings that we do and it's not healthy for them to not experience it and... Just as in the same way as It might be okay to give a child a little bit of wine uh, So that he doesn't You know, have this fascination With wine and alcohol later on in his life Well, let's give him a little taste of sex Too, right? That's the the way they think Not realizing, of course, there's a vast difference between alcohol And sex And there's a vast difference between guns And sex Hugely vast And and to to impose that upon a child is, is horrific Now, um but, but this, this is the way it will, it will come to. We, we talked about this in the, begin, in the beginning of the show. But the sensitivity issue is so fascinating to me that, that we should all change our lives because of the hurt feelings of the one. So how, how does that play out? If I, if I don't like dogs, for example, or maybe I'm, a, I'm allergic to dogs. Right? Good for you. <laughs> okay. I know you don't like dogs. There. Okay, So you're a good example. You don't like dogs. I know you don't like dogs. Right, and you see a, a a person walking down the sidewalk with a dog, it's offensive to you. Maybe you're allergic, like I said. Should you, you know, have the right not to be offended by this dog,
2: right? As a constitutional American, no, I shouldn't. As a human being who's reptilian animal at the base of my limbic system, like all other flawed human beings, right? I wish I could. Right. You know, I, I'm as flawed as anyone else deep down inside But I know as a civilized human being That I don't have the right to impose that on another person who's a
1: sentient being Well, let me give you another example But uh, it would be nice yeah. It let me, would be let me nice give, if everyone had cash Let me give you another example uh, you, you, you go down the street Maybe you're in your, in your neighborhood And, you know, there's always that one car that comes by You know, pounding their music with the open windows, Right and it's usually some sort of rap beat. And it's really loud. A lot of bass. I know who you're talking about already. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's not yeah, just one we person. Yeah, all
2: know someone yeah. who does that.
1: And uh, and if it's not someone, it's just people who passerbys. They don't make it illegal. Um, maybe they maybe they should, because it's offensive to me. I think it's it's wrong. It's it's noise pollution. I I just don't like it. I don't like the kind of music that they're playing. They like it. It's offensive to me. Therefore, you should not play it. In fact. Let's not play any music except the music that I like. Okay? And if you don't like it, well then maybe you can petition not to not to have me play it. But by golly, one of us will win. So if the I like you have taste in music. I, I like to think so. And but but you know what? The more if I if I have the minority taste in music, well then I'll be the one to win because <laughs> everyone should listen to my minority taste in, in music. So same thing with um, swearing, right? I mean I I don't like swearing. I don't think any should be allowed to swear. Right? So I want everyone who swears to be either arrested or to get uh, severely fined. The stockade. The stockade. Thank you very much. Um, and it's a ball gag. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And uh, I know I'm... Two I'm, weeks. <laughs> what? What? Okay. Now, now, what if I'm an Orthodox Jew or, a, you know, an observant Christian, and I see all these women with yoga pants? Okay? Hey! I know. I know. I, I don't want to ruin it for you. But you understand what I'm saying. It... it, it you know these people come around and they walk around and, 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 and trapsing around the way they do in, in yoga pants and uh, uh, you know they they find it offensive. you know and and we know from uh, the world of Islam that uh, you know that the idea of a of an exposed woman's body is very offensive to them. They've got the Burqa thing going on and they've got the hijab thing going on for that very reason. So should we, should we you know, cater to them Because after all They're the minority right now And they'll be able to say The exact same thing They'll say We don't like these women uh, Walking around in yoga pants And their head's not covered in such And their boobs showing uh, you know, Practically naked So this offends us And all of you need to change Don't you know Okay So why, why, why don't they get to say that Maybe they will one day Because if the transgender can say you must do what I want as, as small a minority as I may be in this, in this society You must allow every man To go into every woman's restroom Or locker room Then why can't they make the same demand Right Now you might say the difference is you know, You're imposing something upon everyone else It's not really a significant difference My friends Not at all And what about <clears throat> political differences Yeah Yeah Because I have different political differences. Yeah, that's right. I I have some differences with a lot of my liberal friends out there. You wouldn't know it, but I do. And Ari, dare I say it, that you and I have differences with a lot of other people. I'm just going to lay it out there. Can we ban them now? I I think it should be done. They offend me. (laughs) Hallelujah. They offend me, and therefore I don't want their political opinions. They can keep it to themselves. That's cool. At their houses... Right in there? No, their, no that's, that's not even that. They, too offensive for me too. Oh, knowing that they're actually spous, yes. Spousing people uh,
2: who are recycling in their own homes behind closed doors is offending
1: me. I see. Okay, knowing that they're spouting off these ridiculous uh, notions of liberalism, uh, it offends me, and therefore they need to be stopped. Okay, but but it, but let's say let's keep it more realistic. We can say, look, we don't, I don't want to be surrounded by you people. It it torments me when you give me your liberal claptrap. And therefore, I want to shut you down Okay? So that's the way it's going to be So we can all agree No one's allowed to have any political speech whatsoever How about that? So, again, it becomes bland yet, yet again But this is the way this is law leading to Now, you can say I'm being ridiculous But I'm not Why, why does the transgender person get to impose his will upon all women uh, Regardless of where they may be? Why? And, and why is it so different than everything that we just mentioned? Because, my, my friends, you've you, you got to understand that this is the inevitable consequence of this transgender movement. The, transge- the transgender movement has no consequences. It doesn't think about consequences. Not just consequences about the future and the next issues and what this might lead to. They don't even think about the consequences of its very own issue. The fact that they will lead to greater rapes and molestations and leering and bizarre behavior in locker rooms. They they don't even think that. So why are you so surprised? Why wouldn't it happen in, in other walks of life? And as we said before, evil begets evil, crazy begets crazy, and this is all we're seeing. And that terrifies me. It should terrify us, terrify us all, but what it means is that we need to resist. We need to not just accept that the latest issue as though it's some sort of inevitability and that we need to be on the right side of history because not all change is good, my friends. Not for a moment. You need to pull back, and there needs to be a line, and this, at the very least, should be a line for you. I'm Brock Lurie. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk with you next week.